This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I'm Glenn DeGeek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Joseph Berto from White City, Oregon. And you are listening to a special Horse Husbands Only edition of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 25th, episode 2045. Brought to you today by the Shaken Fork and Flexen Fork. I am a manly man who lives a manly life in my manly house with my manly wife. And now, from the Man Cave at the Horse Radio Network, the monthly Horse Husbands episode starring Timothy Harfield of Horsehubby.com and America's Horse Husband, Glenn the Geek. This one is for you guys. No horsewomen allowed. Well, hi, everybody. Of course, it is the fourth Thursday of the month, which means it is time for the Horse Husbands episode. It's time for Joseph and I to talk about being a horse husband. And, of course, the rule has been this way since we started the Horse Husbands episode years ago. Women are not allowed to listen. I don't care what kind of woman you are. You're just not allowed to listen to the Horse Husbands episode. This is our place to hang out. We're in the man cave. We can say whatever we want, and we can't be because swear. Yeah, that's right. And reduce, you know, yep. yep, that's right. So we can do whatever we want here, and you can't say a word about it. And I've noticed some of you have been cheating because I've seen comments in the auditor's room by women about the Horse Husbands episode. So there's some cheating going on here, Joseph. We have to talk about that. We have to make sure that doesn't happen in the future. I don't know what we're going to do. Absolutely. Change, change that dial, push the button, go that's somewhere right. else. Go somewhere else, listen think. to yesterday's episode again. Uh, but or tomorrow's, but not today. It's your own show. Yeah, great. <laughs> Actually, we all the other shows we do are pretty much their own shows. Uh, <clears throat> this is the only one that we have. But we have a great show coming up. It's all about comedy today. We have some comedians on. Yeah, and and uh, one of them is deeply into horses, um, very professional. Although you couldn't tell from by his show, <laughs> and the other one is not into horses at all and is very professional, and you can tell by his show. So it's uh, it's going to be it's very interesting. Yeah, we, we hit a couple different continents too. That's right. We go to Australia and we talk to Craig Quartermain. You've all seen his video. It's called "It's Never the Horse's Fault." Uh, two million of you have seen that video, and we're going to talk to him in just a second. He's going to be our first guest, and also Michael Eric Lawrence. He's been on the show. Before before. He has a whole bunch of videos that are not uh, safe for work uh, and where he critiques riders. Cover he your critiques, kids' ears. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He may do a little drinking, and we have a little clip for you that I had to ev- edit heavily to give you a little sample of his work tonight, but I think most of you have seen his videos as well. Uh, so we have a couple of funny guys on tonight. We're going to start by going to Australia, and I have permission to play the sound from his stand-up. He's a stand-up comic. He uh, has been on many TV shows in Australia. He's traveled to Europe as well. And he has a little bit he does called It's Never the Horse's Fault because he made the mistake of marrying a horse girl. Let's take a listen. Horsey girls, 
are the toughest women on the planet. Think about this. They're strong like gymnasts. They ride 600 kilogram beasts. A horse crippled Superman for sakes, okay? <laughs> and these girls, they get thrown, they get kicked, they get bitten, and they just get up and they go again because they've got this one little pathological tick. No matter what happens, it's never the horse's fault. I've seen a girl get bitten on the neck by her horse and she just goes, ah, I should have fed him sooner. <laughs> it's insane. My wife got kicked in the face by her horse. Split her top lip, broke her nose, two black eyes, she's out cold. I run into the paddock to rescue her. I put my hand behind her back and she comes to and just goes, I shouldn't have snuck up on him. (laughs) It's insane. Now look, it's great that she's got a passion. I'm glad she's got something that she loves. I'm trying to be a supportive husband, I really am. But I got enough shit to deal with as an Aboriginal man, married to a white woman, without taking her to the shops. The looks, people, the looks. People look at her and they're like, (gasps) they look at me and they're like, "Mm." yeah, they didn't blame the horse either. But while all this is going on, this socially awkward, horrible situation is happening and I just want to hide. My wife is limping up to people in the shopping center going, yeah, nah, shouldn't have snuck up on him. (laughs) Thank you so much, St. Helens. He is a big-time comedian out of Australia. His name is Craig Quartermain. And, Craig, I bet you never thought all the mainstream comedy you do, all the comedy you do about being an uh, Aboriginal in Australia, this is the one, the horse one, that goes viral and gets you 2 million views in four weeks. Well, I, I'm still a novelty act one way or the other, I would argue. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You know, I've just got to change the niches. I'm loving it. At least, you know, there's, there's not as much um, horrible guilt traveling through the crowd when you talk about horse stuff. <laughs> I watched, I spent a half an hour tonight watching your videos, and you do have a way of taking the crowd. You bring them up, you get them laughing, and then you take them to that point where you make them feel very uncomfortable. And I only understood about half the comedy because we live in the United States and don't get some of it, but... You do have that knack, and then you leave the crowd going, I'm not sure if I should laugh or not. <laughs> well, what's great? Well, you know, it's, I'm sorry that you, you can't understand because there's no race issues in the States. No, we have and none. No. <laughs> it's all under control over there. No. Um, look, we're in a weird place right now in, in Australia, and uh, I'm kind of lucky that I am doing uh, – so Dave Chappelle's my comedy hero, and – he is a master of that. I can see that they, actually. They yeah. call these jokes. They call these jokes shaggy dogs, and you. It's basically a nice long trail, and then you smack people at the end. And I enjoy it. It's it's part of um, my background as a journalist. Like I'm very narrative driven. I love when people can Google my my jokes, the the historical references in them, and find out that it's true because of you know, even with the the horse material. Facts and truth are way weirder than anything I could possibly write. <laughs> well, and that's what I was just going to say is, is you can make up anything about animals, but most of what you're saying is true. And, and that's, the, that's the weird part about it. I mean, if you take Kevin Hart, he's, he's taking a, a, a stab at a gangster raccoon, right? So you can talk about anything. But 
it, it doesn't get a whole lot weirder than than uh, horse, horse husband. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We uh, I know there's an actual phrase for it where people um, put their we put our human traits into animals, and yeah. we 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 project that onto them. It's hysterical, but it's also really easy as a comic to for people to identify with it. And um, the horse community, what is great about a solid joke like this bit that I've got is you just draw on reality and what happened. I had no idea how relatable it would be, though. Well, did you have any idea when you married into it what you were marrying into? Absolutely not. I rode a horse <laughs> once to impress a girl, and that was it. You know, I, I rode, a, rode a horse once, impressed her, married her. That's it. Job done. I thought that was the end of it. And then, then did the woman that you marry, how, how long Sorry. did it take until the real woman appeared? You know, the, the, the one that yeah. she was hiding yeah, during your dating. That's a really good point. So it would be little things like, oh, I've just got to go feed the horse mm. and then we'll catch For up later in the evening. And it was never that long. She was always on time. It was the... When um, she got comfortable, that was when dinner can wait. I'm at the horses. That right, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Yep. She just started to shift. The, ah. the you know the the dress, the dressing seductively got swapped out for jotties, uh, and oh that God. you know, and I'm trying to explain. She got really upset the other day when I told her. So I, I mean, they're called jotties in the states. Those riding pants. Yeah. Shorts. Yep. yep. Jodhpurs yep. or riding yep. pants. Yeah. Reaches. Yeah, she got so upset when I pointed out to her that they make everyone's bum look awful. <laughs> they do show they do, every crease and crevice. They do show that. Dude, yeah. I, I don't care how fit you are. You put on a pair of jotties, your bum is going to look like one of those neck pillows people use on the plane. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And she got so upset. And then we spoke to three other people and they went, yeah. Uh, it's just true. Yeah, it makes them bulge it's, in sort of funny places. But boy, that is a touchy, touchy subject. I can tell you, my my wife still has never forgiven me for that off comment. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. There's one reason that all of us horse husbands go to horse shows, and that's to see those tight breeches. That's the reason we go. So I would look. Normally, I would agree, but just yeah, I, I'm just seeing neck pillow <laughs> all the time. But, um, oh, by the way, yeah, I just didn't. I just. Uh, Joseph and Glenn, just admire you guys for your intro to this show about how, you know, it's all all about the horse husbands and the men and no women allowed. I feel like you should put a little qualifier in and like, no women are allowed to listen in, you know, as long as she's cool with it. <laughs> because, <laughs> because as a horse husband, we have such little control and say over what happens. It's hilarious. It's um, that I stood out the front of a... Um, a, a shop where like it's called Horseland here. The oh, yeah. you know all That's the big there. Paraphernalia. Yeah, is it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And there was another man standing out in the same sort of area, not amongst all the racks and everything, but he was just had his arms full of other gear. None of it was for him, and I saw my future. <laughs> like it was just looking into the future, looking at it, some man standing there just waiting to get out of Horseland. I'm like, that's me. That's where I'm going. <laughs> How long you been married? Uh, Ah, married five together for 10. Okay. All right. Good. Wow. Wow. And you're still there. So So. there was, yeah, there was, yeah, exactly. There was a long gestation period of, of like, um, being able to actually have the time to go on dates and, and. She tricked me, man. I'm telling you in the start, in the start, the horse was just something she did. 
And then right. about three or four years into it, it was something that she is. It was, um, yeah, it was that transition I wasn't ready for. And it's the horse community, though, it, it, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. It's a combination of people who are really thoughtful and sharing. It's, there is a community, but by God, there's some individualism out there, man. Like they, it's like they can hang, but they can't hang for too long. Uh, 30 so years, I haven't figured it out yet, so <laughs> I'm still... I'm still trying no, you, to figure you it just out. Just give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About about I don't know. About the time that you're in it, you just give up. You just decide that you're <laughs> going to be a horse husband and and just go along with it. It's, but on your on your video there, um, had, had, does anybody ever split hairs with you? Like, actually, you know, from time to time, it is the horse's fault. They just don't have intent, and that makes it okay. I, as a comedian, it's you know it's death to troll the com- the comments and go through there and look for stuff. But I, I have had a look and I've gone um, just for more for research because, look, some weird stuff's happened, man. Some weird stuff's happened since that video's come up. Uh, oh, and also, too, though, shout out to you guys at the show because you got in touch, like, when it was only 100,000 views or something. Now it's like 2.1 million views. Wow. And, and you guys wanted to have a chat well before then, so I appreciate the, the interest from the start. But... Um, a lot of the, the splitting the hairs, to have a joke on the internet and have it so universally appreciated is insane. Like, you don't realize, like, you you could have a crowd of 50 people, and if you've seen my material, it splits the room. Like, it either crushes, everybody loves it, or straight down the middle. And to have this video, I think of the, you know, literally dozens of thousands of comments and shares. I think there's maybe been two disputes. And even then... It's hard to dispute. It is kind of a horsey universal truth that that no matter what happens... (laughs) It's not the horse's fault. It's never the horse's fault. Although I think... Even the people that... Comments that have tried to dispute it go, well, you know, sometimes... But then again, I was, you know, they, <laughs> just as they're about to say, they take it back. Does this make you want yep. to do more material on horses and horse people? Um, it makes me realize that there's options because, you know, there's a, the, the, the title of my next show is going to be called Novelty Act. So the problem is I'm, not, I'm on a hiding to nowhere. I'm always going to be referred to, oh, he just does race stuff. And... Um, you know, people love to kind of categorize you as a comedian so they can comprehend it. And it's, it, it can be hard to deal with and it can, can, uh, can be frustrating. And I mean, That'd I've had limiting, this, I would think, especially race stuff. Yeah. 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 And it, I, but it's also just the, the perspective. I mean, I'd like to think I do more stuff than that, but it's people just, um, so now I'm just the horse guy, you know what I mean? It ta- doesn't take long. And um, I'm trying not to – I've had a bunch of horse material for ages but never found a need for it. And sounds – you know, there's opportunities like this. It's, you know, at least if I'm ever put in a situation, I'm going to have it to draw on. Um, you know, we love our animals. We've got heaps of that sort of stuff. But it's making it relatable to a general public. That's the tough bit. So, you know, if I'm at a – like we had a few horse events – I don't even know what you call them. 
at a few horse events and um i feel like i could do spots i could do you know presentations and stuff out there and do material that would be relatable but doing it for a mass audience i guess that's the balance yeah that's true and And, is it all it's true because i'm not sure mainstream audience would understand it what you did there is hard to do it's hard to take those little quirks that we have in the horse world and make them so that average people who don't deal with horses would understand it um so, but well, you, what I, yeah, if you I have like, to explain the joke, it's not going to yeah, be Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, absolutely. And it's economy of language, too. Like, I got there very quickly. It's a minute and 90 seconds. And yeah. what is really funny is when I get people say, oh, the horse joke. I mean, I, and I try to say, to them, no, that's not a horse joke. That's about domestic violence. And <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is, honestly, I just do that to throw people because I, I can't, I really don't like people who try to label and um, categorize stuff to make it easier for them. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a very selfish trait. I, I, nothing warms my heart more when people just say, look, man, I laugh so much. And leave it at that. It's when you start going so into detail you're, and breaking down jokes. Sorry? Your show is, it's not like a canned show where you just, just it's pre-recorded and you go from place to place. You just sort of ad-lib the show as you go, and if it, and if it's appropriate, in goes the horse joke. Um, well, I'm in, a, I'm in a transition at the moment. So I did a show uh, last year at Melbourne and Sydney called uh, The Quarter Blood Prince. Now, that joke was a lot about uh, my identity in Australia, um, a lot of race issues. I did my first European tour uh, through um, Eastern Europe and my second Edinburgh Festival, which is the biggest comedy festival in the world. Like, it's been a pretty rapid rise very quickly. Wait, that was pretty redundant. A rapid rise quickly? Duh. Anyway, it's just, um, a lot of things have happened in a very short period of time, and I'm just riding as I go. And the horse material uh, is getting a second life, but from a different angle. And mm. I can't spoil what I'm using it for now. But I admire passion, that, and that's kind of what I'm talking about in this new show. Sure. There's so many people who exist, and they, nothing worse than somebody – you ask them a question and they give you a really passionless response. You know, like, I don't mind. I don't care. Whatever. I'm not fussed. That sort of stuff. When you come across a horsey girl or a horse person in general and they talk about their horses, I admire that passion. Yeah. Even though yeah. I don't understand the, you know, I, I, I'm not a horse fan. <laughs> I'm not a big horse person. But I'll tell a you, couple what, of- I, I, we've done nine over 9,000 interviews now in 10 years. And we've gotten that passion out of everybody that's talked about their horse. Uh, uh, You're absolutely right about that. And Glenn and I, maybe two or three months ago, we did a show about, about injuries, the injuries that we've gotten and the injuries that some of our, our other guests have gotten. It's astonishing how many injuries in four people we were able to point out. Um, (laughs) Some of them incredibly severe. Yeah. (laughs) I I bet, (laughs) Every single one of us would have probably said, yeah, but it's, it, it wasn't the horse's fault. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's the perfect tagline. One guy had his back broken, for goodness sake, you know, and, oh, yeah, but it wasn't the horse's fault. I did this or I did that. And it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's insane. Like, okay, so you've, you've drawn me on the, the horse injuries. All right. Je- the, the photos that have been sent. Now, look, every comedian hopes for fans and, I mean, maybe not groupies, but, you know, people are going to send you stuff and 
of the things I was expecting. Like, <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting people to be sending me photos of their injuries. You got a lot of you pictures know, of casts any... and things. <laughs> broken legs, broken faces, <laughs> smashed noses, and like, oh man, I feel like I've witnessed crimes. There is not a single. <laughs> There is not a single exposed breast through any of these things. Nothing. <laughs> They're all. It's just all <laughs> gruesome stuff, and that's my wheelhouse. Now. That's where I'm at. I get, but nearly every one of them qualifies at the end. But you're oh, right. Oh my god. <laughs> well, when you get two million views, you're going to get that. That's for sure. And, you know, and not to get all serious, but you must. <laughs> You have. We owned an acting company for ten years, my wife and I, and we did uh, improvisational th- comedy for ten years. And it's tough. I mean, it is really tough because you're right. I mean, you're gonna twenty percent of the people hate whatever you do, no matter when you do it, and they're gonna hate it no matter what you do. And the other, you know, then a certain percentage love it, and a certain percentage tolerate you. Uh, and that's true of every audience. And boy, it's got to be tough too with the kind of comedy you're doing. You can't read the comments, or you're just made a Teflon. Oh, not yeah, man. Um, and a lot of the time, it's um critiquing my appearance so because i'm a, a mixed race light-skinned aboriginal person in australia well light-skinned by some by some standards it's the first thing people go to australia's got a lot of issues where we overcompensate we won't do the small stuff but especially when it comes to race and government um issues we put on this front that we're all just uh, fun-loving larrikins out in the sun probably the best description i ever heard of um of australia was by robin williams and he described it as arkansas with a beach (laughs) and it was probably probably the most apt and no disrespect to arkansas i've never been there but um but this is the thing there are you you know how you were just dividing up how many people appreciate you and like you yeah that percentage right who wants to be universally loved that sounds awful to me. Like, if, imagine if everyone just thought everything you did was amazing and brilliant. There's a certain toughness that comes with being ready for confrontation and nasty stuff. Like, I wouldn't want it easy. And it's because of that, that's probably why I've got the drive and that's probably why I'm able to do what I do. And because, I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, hearing horrible stuff and, I mean, even just last night, I get pretty rough confrontational sort of mean spirited comments directed at me a lot and um it can shake you but at the same time i wouldn't want it easy i wouldn't want to live in a bubble where i wasn't aware that nasty stuff has happened plus it also fuels my comedy and that's why this horse joke it is nice just to get something out there that's not universally loved but just people just had a laugh yeah that that uh, doesn't cause the controversy my first uh i don't think joseph even knows this the first itunes review we got on our show 10 years ago when we started horse radio network was the guy sounds like kermit the frog and that guy was me. <laughs> that was my first review. And it's still up there. The guy sounds like Kermit the Frog. And my first thought was, if I made the money Kermit the Frog made, I'd sound like Kermit the Frog all day. I'll take that. Oh, that's, <laughs> and, but see, but look at that. There was nothing about the content. Nope. It was nothing about the impact. It was nope. the most superficial thing. Yep. But <laughs> now that you've said that, all I want you to do is sing Rainbow Connection. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that you even knew that was a song. I love that. Oh, there's there's levels. I look I look like a big brown jock, but I am the biggest nerd. It's it's the it's the it's the awesome sort of uh, facade I've got going. Like everyone, it's especially in the comedy realm. Everyone's kind of skinny nerds looking for attention and stuff, and I don't look like anybody backstage, so they're all scared. And it's a really good way to just avoid. <laughs> You know, horrible conversations. It's brilliant, but uh, yeah, that that's a perfect example. Is that when people don't comprehend or appreciate? So anyone that would have been listening to your show, right? That reviewer probably wasn't a big horse fan, right? Probably wouldn't have appreciated your passion. So went for the most superficial, obvious thing that they could break down. Right, right, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Do you um, did did you have any improv training? No, because um, I'm like I have issues with improv comedy. <laughs> like, there's a part of it's like musical comedy for me. It's like like acting. I I just I love stand up. I love the craft of scripted. And plus, it just comes from my writing background. I really like crafting a sentence so far in advance and hardening it and um, getting the response for it. Whereas improv. Uh, it feels like people are with you and they're on your side and they want you to help and that, that gets the joke over. So, um, and I'm not trying to trying to dismiss the, the art form, but just from my writing background, I love that that's me. That's my thing. It's not, I'm, I'm taking the crowd somewhere they don't want to go, whereas improv, everyone's lovely and they want you to win. Right. It's, it's gross, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in your in your case, it's it, you probably have to be careful so that when you're you're more successful as the years pass and you look back on your on your videos and you don't cringe, you know, you got it. Oh, there's no getting away. Got a fine that. line there because you, know, <laughs> you can't delete that stuff now. You know, everybody's recording it and it's out there, and and you don't want to be associated to a bad joke just because it was said once. I would well, think. I guess the lucky thing is, yeah, I mean, and that's huge now, isn't it? Um, the, yeah, the funny yeah thing, it is. The dirtiest thing you'll ever write is probably the jokes in your first couple of years. You know, yeah. when you're starting out, you're trying for shock, you're going for And I'm well past that, so I guess I got out lucky. My biggest cringeworthy thing is watching back my videos and seeing how fat I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so people have no idea then. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. <laughs> yeah, it's no. That's a really good point. Um, there is a lot of stuff out there, but I am all and free speech. I know is a huge thing in the states, but I think the argument over free speech and freedom of expression is a little bit convoluted because you can't have the ability to 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 criticize a joke is the exact same ability. That freedom is the same one that allows you to do the joke. You can't have one to make the other. joke. Yeah. Right, and right. so I'd rather live in a world where someone tried something and failed, than be told just don't ever try it, and that gets my goat straight away. If somebody tells you what you can and can't say, just straight away, I'm not on your side. I would rather hear it and be offended or be upset and challenge it rather than never ever hear it. That's not probably not for everybody, but that's a scary place. And then you make then you make horse comedy and, and it's a completely different <laughs> response, you know, which is wonderful. I mean, 2 million hits, that's nothing to sneeze at or nay at in this case. You know, the, the, uh, you, you, Oh, wow. You nay. have, 
You have to catch up, though, because uh, we still have the video that's probably done one of the most in the horse world. Uh, this is going to be tough for you, though. Uh, my pony uh, went and rolled, and he loves to roll in water. So we had heavy rains. There was water in his field. He rolled in water. We videoed it, and it's now up to $12 million. So, see, all you need is a pony that rolls in water. That's how fickle horse people are. I got to ask you a couple questions. (laughs) I got to ask you a couple questions before we end here, uh, because the listeners would be mad if I didn't. So uh, the women who aren't listening, that is. So, uh, do you know what kind of riding your wife does? Uh, She does equestrian and eventing and cross country. Oh wow! There you go. She's an inventor. Terrific. And And are you are you a horse rider? I I just gotta. No. Do you ride no, a horse I, at all? <laughs> no. I rode a horse once to impress a girl, and then I married her. Yeah, that's what, was, yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. So do you know anything about her horse? What's the breed? Do you know anything about her horse? I know she's just bought uh, a, a new... Oh, not a warm blood. Uh, there was, so she's got this old former racehorse, a quarter horse from... Uh, Darwin, his name's Taz. He was on his way to the knackery when she picked him up for free. And um, he's just a thing about Darwin. It's a little country town. Well, it's a city in the north of Australia, but it's so relaxed and so chilled. And that horse is chilled as well. He's very Darwin. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know much about the breed, but she's, oh my God, I've just gone completely blank on the new horse's name. Do you know how it <laughs> ruins you when Glenn oh, no, asks you a question <laughs> like this? It's, oh, it's the worst episode. Yeah, when Glenn <laughs> asks you a question. <laughs> Shit, it's my that. job. <laughs> oh, okay, Damn Craig, it. I'll give you an easy one. How much do you estimate your wife spends on horses every month? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> well, the great part is um, I'm an artist, so she earns more. Okay, there and you go. <laughs> the art and the and the answer to that is. It's none of your business, Craig. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Perfect. That's the right answer. And uh, what would be the thing that you would warrant? So, so a guy is just starting to date a horse girl. What would be the one thing you would tell him? Uh, start dating a stripper. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect advice. <laughs> and there aren't too many stripping horse girls, so you're probably safe. You're probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure now I'll get emails from the stripping horse girl community you watch. Joseph's like, yeah, let's send those emails in. We want to hear from you. Yeah, right. You'll be a guest on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I've learned not to um Honestly, not to question. There is a there is a community for everybody. <laughs> there is, that's for sure. Well, uh, you all heard the video. We will post it also on our Facebook page at Horses in the Morning. Craig, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's been fun. I never thought I'd see myself on a show like this, guys, and I'm stoked. It's yeah, been great. Thank you. Where can people follow thank you? you Do you have a website? Where do they go to follow you? Uh. I ha- they can uh, just check us out on uh, my Facebook comedy page or at Frontier Comedy. Uh, there's a link on my Facebook page or okay. the Instagram. And uh, just look me up for my name. Craig Quartermain. Very good. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, guys.
So thanks to Craig for joining us. He was a lot of fun. And, it was you know, it was fun, actually, to talk shop a little bit with another guy who does comedy. That was kind of fun. He does a great Australian accent. Yeah, yes, he does. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) So we have to announce here that Joseph and I are going to be back for another hour. This is the fourth time, I think, that we're going to be doing Holiday Radiothon on Cyber Monday, the 26th of November. We will have a Horse Husbands Hour. We're trying to put together our, our guests now. Hopefully we get uh, we do as well as we have in the past. But we will be back, so look for us then. And of course, this show and uh, the Horse Husbands Hour of Radiothon is brought to you by EquityMFG.com. Yeah, that's correct, Glenn. For years now, we've been encouraging the horse owners, your uh, listeners, to purchase our manure forks, and thankfully, a lot of you do. But as you may have noticed, that uh, uh, when we tell you where to go buy them, we send you to equitymanufacturing.com and not the obvious shakenfork.com or flexionfork.com. And that's because we make other products that we rarely talk about. And if you go to equitymfg.com, you'll find out that we also make other products for horses, which would be hot wire studs, which are a little uh, plastic piece that snaps into a PVC fence, and pipe panel clamps, which clamp onto pipe panels, the obvious name. And, uh, and then oddly enough, especially since we have an Australian um, guest there, we also make chainsaw filters. Uh, that sell all over the world um, in the United States, primarily there for steel chainsaws. And uh, over this past fire season, I would say probably 80% of the chainsaws that were out there, steel chainsaws, were using our filters. So we had kind of a bumper year this year. Huh, but if I you have, have a steel horses, chainsaw. Well, if it's a big one, it could have used our filter. I don't think it's that big. <laughs> but since you have horses, you know they challenge... Um, fences in the fall when you start bringing them all together again off of pastures and in the spring when the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence and either they rub their manes out or they push the top rail out or if it's PVC especially they just break the fencing and so these little devices that we make will allow you to put a poly rope, a hot wire poly rope on these sort of fences and just give them that little shock they need to remind them that fences are there for a reason. So if you're having that kind of difficulty and you want to keep your horses away from the fence, go to our website, which is EQUITEEMFG.com, EQUITEEMFG.com, and uh, you'll see all of our products there from fencing to forks to filters. His videos are becoming very popular here in the United States. He has quite a following. His name is Michael Eric Lawrence. And let's take a listen to, well, I had to edit it a bit, to a little bit of one of his videos. Now, let's say you're not a rider, but you're interested in one. Statistically speaking, that makes you a very desperate man with little to no regard for your personal sanity or financial stability. How exactly do you woo this weird lady in tight pants who constantly smells like the back of an old pickup truck? Let's get something straight here. If your pickup line is anything even remotely close to, hey baby, what else are you good at riding? Then I want you to grab the nearest sharp object you can find and jam it into your scrotum, and you do not deserve to reproduce. It doesn't take much to impress a barn girl. Just tell her how pretty her horse is, cheer her on at competitions, and buy her a 300-acre horse farm with a 40-stall barn and a full-size indoor heated arena. Piece of cake! Listen, being a barn boyfriend or even a barn hubby isn't difficult. Let her have her barn time. If she shows, let her do that too. Do not ever 
make her have to choose between you or her horses because I promise you that will be the easiest decision she has ever had to make in her entire life. You're not comparing to that beautiful 17-2 warm blood bay that she spends all her time with. Driving a brand new muscle car doesn't mean shit when her dressage scores have been consistently in the 70s this season. That would be a score in the 30s if you're an inventor and also wrong. And if she ever brings your sorry ass to the barn, don't you even dare think of trying to be helpful. She'll think it's cute that you try to help out, but you can't even tell the difference between polo wraps and shipping boots. Just stay out of her way. Let's face it, you're basically just ring crew with benefits. Now you know everything you need to know to be in a sexy, stress-filled relationship with one of the most psychotic subgroups of human beings on the planet. Well, you just heard him. He's one of the most popular horse comics. Jeez, whoever thought you'd be called that? Horse comics in the United States. His name is Michael Eric Lawrence. You've seen his videos. If you haven't, I don't know where, you, where you've been. Now, I had to clean that one up a bit because I took out all the swear words, which pretty much is every other word. So uh, you, you need to pay me for my hour of editing on that one, Michael. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send it to my billing department. Okay, good. <laughs> good. You're, you're, you're the real deal. You're actually uh, a writer. And, and judging by your critique of... Of uh, of your jumping photos and things like that, you actually know what you're doing. It's it's pretty astonishing. Yes, I uh, I Silent. do pretend to do to do just that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you've been riding since you were a kid, haven't you? I've I've well, my mother rode when she was pregnant, so I actually got a head start on everyone. So in utero, in utero equestrian. <laughs> Where did the first video come from? Why? Why the first video? The first video, uh, which I believe is, uh, well, I should really know that offhand, shouldn't I? Uh, uh, things equestrians are tired of hearing. And uh, it's just, I've been, I've been cracking off jokes in lessons, in my clinics, in my training for years and years and years. I've, I've been like that off camera for ever since I started teaching uh, back as a teenager in high school, started teaching beginners. And people have been telling me for almost as long to put a camera in front of it. And I finally did it, and uh, it's just been one video after another, and people have, have only uh, sent a minimal amount of death threat. So I'm going to keep doing it until one of them actually follows through on one. <laughs> did, now, Joseph, tell him what your comment was about, uh, well, about certain language in the videos. What, Joseph saw your videos for the first time tonight. Well, in my, and so in my defense, they're all English, so don't worry about language. <laughs> <laughs> They are all English words. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to say what I really liked about your video is your level of, of, uh, of uh, intensity on it. It's, it's, I, I mean, there's no way to develop that uh, without actually having it. And, and when you watch it, your energy level is just tremendous. And that, that's one of the things that makes them so appealing. Um, although when I, I did hear the, the riding Amber joke, I was thinking when we talked to you that, are you going to name a horse Krista here shortly just to kind of continue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oof, that's a, uh, I might be sleeping in the doghouse tonight just for that comment. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you are engaged though, right? And she's not a horse person. Uh, yes to both, and we're actually expecting our first child uh, in January. So how? Okay, so so are you getting any crap for being engaged to a non-horse person? I, I and if we're being completely serious here for one second, which is hard for me, yeah, uh, yeah as yeah. you can imagine. But in all seriousness, uh, there were when it when it when I proposed to her, there was a lot of 
uh, resentment and outright hostility really? towards the both of us from my from the from the not my friends but the equestrian community that I was a part of, and I, I think it has to do with the amount of scarcity of straight straight-ish at least male equestrians. Uh, you know the ratio of them to your general equestrian woman and. You know, people almost took it for granted that I was going to end up being hitched with another, with a female equestrian. And it just seemed, it was very presumptuous. And the weird thing was, is half the girls that were upset about this had no interest in me. I was it just going to say, how many of them idea. were volunteering? <laughs> like, were they lined up I, I, and you I, turned I, them I, all down or what? <laughs> I wrote my number in the bathroom stall. No one ever gave it a call. <laughs> Yeah, it's always funny people like that. Well, you should have married a horse girl, but not me. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So, so, so we're <laughs> and, and we always we always ask the 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 men who marry horse women how long was it after they were married before the the real you know person appeared. And I'm just wondering, are there <laughs> things in your personality right now that you're sort of hiding because you're obviously a very dedicated horseman? Have you seen his videos? Uh, I don't think he's hiding much. I will not. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have an active YouTube account, so it's I don't have secrets. Uh, no, uh, there's. Uh, I took her to the. I made when I date non-horse girls, and I've dated more than one. Um, but that's probably why I I have a drinking problem though, is because I have dated other equestrians, um, but. When I do date non-horse girls, I do take them to the barn because it's a huge part of my life, and I want to see how that world meshes with their world. Because even if you don't have the same hobbies, those hobbies have to mesh well with the other person. You know, if I was a if I was a professional serial killer, I'd want her to be okay with that. Now I just do it, you know, as an amateur status. But I'm I'm working there. What are we talking about again? <laughs> so so uh, what is her hobby? Then that leads to that question. So she's a veteran. She was in the Navy, and that occupied a huge chunk of her life. And she is no longer in the Navy. She she uh, she served her time, um, and now she's very artsy. She she was she was <laughs> she was stuck in a metal tin on the water for so long that she's about all about nature, all about being artsy. She's uh, I'm slowly corrupting her and and kind of nudging her into the equestrian world, but I'm doing it so subtly. You've heard the, uh, the parable of the, the frog in boiling water. If you turn up, a, if you put a frog in water and, and heat it up so slowly, they won't even realize they're boiling. Yeah. It's kind of the same process, a very similar process is what I'm doing. <laughs> so turn her into Watch out what you wish for, arcing. man. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you never know. You might unleash if, the if beast. You I, if you think I have no money now, just wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We've already now. I've already made. I've already made the executive decision that our children will ride. So, so there's. They don't. They don't even have a choice in that. So that's. You know, that's the compromise. You know, you're going to end up with a football player, right? Uh, not, not with my genetics. No, I highly <laughs> doubt. <laughs> you know, we always say when you marry a horse girl, you marry some. Uh, you know, you marry somebody that's tougher than you are to kick the shit out of you. You did that anyway. She's a navy girl. She, could, you did marry somebody tougher than you, and it's not even a horse girl. Oh, she's the man in the relationship. I, I, I will not argue that for a single second. <laughs> and she wouldn't either. She and she all the time, all the time. She's walking around. She goes, "You should be the one carrying this baby." <laughs> What 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 what'd she do in the navy? What was her job? 
She was an OS. Uh, essentially, she was uh, she was air traffic controller for amphibious uh, an amphibious assault ship. I can't speak tonight. How, what proof, proof is this wine I'm drinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another good question was, that I had from a listener: is is uh, that alcohol that you were drinking in all the videos, or is it like iced tea? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> 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 okay, first of all, I, I actively uh, drink at actual horse shows. If you think that I'm going to tone it down for a YouTube video, you guys need to, to really do your research on that. I've, I open fresh bottles on purpose in front of the camera so people know I'm not screwing around. I figured. I figured that was the case. I, I kind of knew the answer to that one. So, uh, so now, I, now my question, now yeah. I have a question for you. Are, yeah. people, are people asking about me? Have you given them my address yet? Am I going to be getting uh, anthrax in the mail anytime soon? <laughs> I've given them your home phone number and your address. So you should be good to go for about people, uh, four people, or five Krista days. Might get some, have- yeah, they, she might, Krista might get some competition because we know how, how desperate the horsewomen are out there. It's one of the big, big things they're always asking is, how, did we, how do we meet a, a, a horse guy? How do I meet a horse guy and keep him? Do something else. That's that's the key, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the ratios aren't good. They aren't your favor. No, no, no. And I well, it's 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 kind of a paradox because I when I I rode all through school, all through middle school, high school, college, and it was such a. If someone had told me when I was fifteen, sixteen that um, that women would be crawling all over me, I would have spit on their face because the one. It's this really sad paradox. You're growing up with these barn girls, and you're you know six, seven, eight, and you're all friends. You're all buddies. You know there there's not there's not a uh, dividing line between the genders. But then you all start hitting puberty, and it gets weird, and it gets weird fast. And a lot of it, uh, I I remember you know, this is kind of a more serious tone, but I remember being heartbroken when you know one by one, you know we all hit puberty, and then they just stopped talking to me. They would stop hanging out with me. And I remember I would do a summer camp at this one farm every single year. And, uh, you know, we were the generation, you know, you know how some barns have generations of kids that kind of grow up at that barn into adulthood. Well, you know, we'd all said for the end of this week long summer camp, there would be like a pre party. There'd be like a fake show on a Saturday and Friday night. We would all together spend the night in the barn, sleeping bags out, uh, you know, whatever. And when I turned 15 or 16, I went to the camp, the barn owner took me aside and said, Hey, you know, kind of sorry, but you can't spend the night Friday. And I hope you understand that it's nothing against you. It's just, you know, kind of the way of the world. And yeah, so it, it was such a weird paradigm shift when I got into college and suddenly I'm the most popular kid on the riding team. <laughs> <laughs> the writing that you're doing, I, I, it, does it cover all, all aspects of writing or, or are you just like doing the, the jumping or what is the, what is your discipline? So, uh, is what I'm asking. Mainly dressage. I do jump. I do events. I actually went, uh, this past Sunday, uh, I was at a starter trial, um, in Illinois, uh, with one of my, with one of my green horses and we did fairly well. So uh, most, most of the facets of English riding, I'd say I'm, I'm you know, kind, of, kind of my bread and butter. I have barrel raced. I have ranched actually. Um, and, and, uh, I have my, I, uh, this December, uh, I am doing a, I'm giving a freestyle musical dressage clinic 
uh, at my home farm in uh, near St. Louis. So, you know, I, I dabble in a lot, and I, uh, I'm the master of absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, YouTube so videos, since you you're pretty your good songs, at those. Do you have one of your... Do you have one of the, the those cutting videos about about uh, a dressage test where people are watching people doing circles, wondering why on earth they're out there doing circles? Well, I it's dressage is is such a weird world, and and to go back to the uh, to what we were talking about earlier with the ratios, the ratios of men to women are even more screwed up in the dressage world because mm. there are so few like gay straight whatever there, there are so few men in dressage um it's one of the few dis- disciplines that even at the top levels there's not a whole lot which is uh usually atypical of the english disciplines because you see these jumpers the eventers and at the top levels they're mostly guys but even at dressage it's pretty pretty balanced just gonna say it's so funny when you see the lower levels of any discipline it's it's 95 percent women and the upper levels are men you wonder where the men came from I have a theory about that. Would you like to hear? Yeah, that? I would love to hear that. <laughs> so, uh, growing, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a really nostalgic night for me, isn't it? Back when I was in high school, growing up, the bullying that I got for being an English writer uh, was was horrible. I mean, really, really bad uh, hazing, and and, and I, I mean, even being beat up a couple of times because uh, I was a small kid. Um, Still am, but that's that's a different conversation. Um, but you know, you get you get harassed and bullied. I imagine it it spooks a lot of young aspiring male riders away from the sport. And so the guys that do make it through adolescence and still are riding English, I really think that there's a level of dedication that the the process of getting through that time of your life, you know, it weeds out the people who aren't committed. So that when you do hit adulthood, you are competing still into your 20s and 30s. And, and past that, you're dedicated and you're probably talented because that kind of dedication can only lead to in, in the improvement of yourself and your mouth. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I like I like writing classical writing and I wear breeches. And I can tell you that your your comments on that is pretty much right on the money. It's um, it is kind of a rare thing, and I had to make the decision to wear breeches and and just say, you know, it's just a, it's part of the uniform that you wear to be comfortable and to be able to ride in a professional way. But it took a little while to to get over riding. I am in. I'm in breeches right now. I actually rushed inside from teaching my my well, evening lesson, so I am still in my. <laughs> and can we all agree that no uh, will, no man looks good in breeches? Can we all agree with that? No, I, well, I mean, I, my exes would disagree with you on that, but I'll have to, you'll have to reference <laughs> I have a, I have a question for you guys. In my experience, and I think I referenced this in one of my videos, but as a male trainer, I don't show up to barns that don't know me. I don't show up as a, as a guest trainer or a guest instructor to a new English barn in anything but bridges because you don't get taken seriously. Mm. Uh, if people don't know you, don't know your face, don't know you, like it's it's always inevitably. Oh, are you are you looking for your girlfriend or and or your wife? And you just want to be like, mm, go die in a hole somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you'd better be able to walk your talk or walk your breeches because if you're wearing them, you better be able to ride. That's been my experience, and be able to talk equestrian too. Otherwise, oh, it's a different it, language entirely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you're right. I never thought about that. If you're if you're Boyd Martin, you can walk in in jeans, and it doesn't matter, right? But if you're if you're yeah. somebody that's just middle level, you, you've got to you almost have to. I never thought about that from the guy's point of view. 
And then and then carry a whip too. You know that helps. What depends how big it is. <laughs> well, uh, that's well, there's a lot of loaded loaded things. <laughs> I threw it to you. I gave you a softball. It was right there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm. Hey guys, I'm trying really hard to be good right now. You can't do that. <laughs> and for anybody that doesn't know, Michael's videos contain a bit of swearing. A bit. Oh, uh, the yeah. f bomber too. Is <laughs> That's why uh, I threw just, him just that one. No, no more, no, no more than two in any video, though. Or at least not consecutively. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think I can. I don't even think I can promise that. To be honest with you, it's funny what we're with this. this my next video is actually going to be uh, called. It's a long title, but it's um, uh, things that equestrians say that sound awful out of context. So that that's a pretty nice well, tie-in to what you're just now, talking about. I have to get serious with you a little bit because we did with Craig. He does very he does very race oriented uh, comedy down there in Australia because he's Aboriginal, mm-hmm. and so he does very race. And he you know he gets his share of crap. Do you get people coming back to you saying, "Oh, this was disgusting," and you're vile? And do you get any of that? Uh, we talked about this in our last video. If I had any haters, it's it's rarer than I thought. And my my leading hypothesis on that is that the type of demographic that aren't going to appreciate my jokes turn off my videos within ten seconds. Yeah, you're turning right. on. I don't even yeah. think they, the people that are that are so uptight and 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 you know huffy about that type of humor, they're not going, even going to give me the time of day. I don't think they would even consider doing the effort to leave a nasty comment. Um, but you're probably so right that's about you know. Yeah. To each their own. I I enjoy the videos I make, and as long as the people that that you know pay me to do this <laughs> continue to enjoy it, then that's that's good enough for me. Speaking of which, uh, so do you, do you, of course you make enough money doing these videos that you don't even have to work in horses anymore, right? Oh yeah, just you know I, I just bought my second yacht, so you guys are <laughs> more than welcome to come. <laughs> Where can people find them, Michael? Yeah. Where can they find the videos? Uh, the show's called Heels Down and Bottoms Up. It's on YouTube. Either search my name, Michael Lawrence, or search the name of the show, or just search Idiot in Britches. I'm sure that pops up with me as well. <laughs> You've all seen the videos. If you haven't, you should. Go check them out. Uh, and thanks for being on again. And I do want to give a plug. I know you're going to be talking a little bit more serious horsemanship over in the Horsemanship Radio Show uh, with Debbie, with Monty's daughter. And I'm excited to hear that, too, because I've never really heard you other than goofing on your videos and watching videos of riders and looking at pictures of riders. I've never really heard you talk about horsemanship. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yes, or you, or you're going to be really disappointed. So flip a coin. <laughs> Good point. Either way, <laughs> check it out on Horsemanship Radio coming up on an episode soon. Thanks, Michael. Well, thank you everybody for joining us again. We appreciate it. We hope you had a little fun this morning with our comedians on the show today. And uh, Joseph, where can people find you? Uh, that would be at equitymfg.com. E Q U I T E E M F G dot com. And you can find links to the guests we had on today, to their websites and to their videos at horsesinthemorning.com or on our Facebook page. Just search for Horses in the Morning. Also, uh, you can find uh, there is an update coming right now to the Horse Radio Network app on iOS or Android that adds a new show called Equine Clicker 101. 
We're also getting an update here shortly that will allow you to send voicemail messages to us right through the app. So that'll be simple and easy to do. Uh, We have Radiothon coming up, so look for the announcements there. You can find all the details on that at HolidayRadiothon.com. We're going to be giving away over $4,000 in prizes again, so you're definitely going to want to go to HolidayRadiothon.com to see how you can win the prizes. Yeah, you can get a fork there this year. That's right. And uh, we'll be giving one of those away on the Horse Husband's Hour. Uh, we are also, uh, WinTech has come through again, and they're doing any WinTech saddle. If you win, you can choose your WinTech saddle, and they'll send it to you for free. And also, uh, Weatherbeta has come up with a grand prize package of over $500 in blankets and prizes from Weatherbeta. So, and there's so many other so many other prizes. Yeah, no, there's a just, ton of stuff. You can't believe what your odds are being able to do it. Better than... The, the billion. Better than the lottery today, yes. The lottery, yeah. <laughs> yes, which I'm sure neither one of us won. So, no. uh, and if we did, I will not be here on Thursday. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, so check out the app. Go to search for Horse Radio Network, iOS, or Android. And, of course, if you missed a live show, you can catch it on our website or any podcast player. Just search for Horses in the Morning. That's it, Joseph. That's it. And like Jamie says, don't forget to spay, neuter, and gelb.